This is the Careers in Review podcast. We'll show you how to navigate the job market and career space like a pro. Starting now, here is your host, Ediana Rosen. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. We have Jamie McDonald with us. Ah, I am so, so super excited to have her on the show. She is a conversion copywriter and designer. She also helps world-changing, rule-breaking online entrepreneurs. She writes and designs with connection, empowerment, and conversion in mind. And I can absolutely attest to that as a past client of hers. Since founding Jamie Lee Creative in 2018, Jamie's copy and design work has supported five-figure launches and earned conversions up to 34% to cold audiences. Cold audiences. That's just so impressive. Jamie believes it's time to embrace a new era of individual agency, humanity, and values transparency in marketing. She is proud to donate to the BIPOC and LBGTQ community-led organizations in her clients' communities and every project. Having always enjoyed learning for the sake of learning, Jamie has tried a very different careers of all sizes. And that's why I love to have her in this podcast because we all talk about careers, side hustle, and money. So she is the perfect person to be here. She has worked as a wine taster, research assistant, travel organizer, journalist, Oprah singer, and teacher. Storytelling is the thread that's connected them all. When she's not exploring a Pacific Northwest with her wife and pops, you can find Jamie curled up with a brand new book and snacking on speculoos. I don't even know what that is, but it sounds delicious. Let us know what that is because I am so curious. Welcome to the show, Jamie. Thank you for having me, Ariana. I'm so excited to be here. And it's my very first podcast interview. And I'm just honored that it is on your show, on your newly launching show. So, yay. Well, I feel so special. And you listening should feel so special too, because she has saved us as her first. And that just, that just means a lot. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Um, speculus, by the way, are a type of cookie that like there's a an airline that you get them with their coffee. They're like these little square rectangular cookies and they say like Biscoff on them or sometimes Lotus is another brand. And they're like gingery snappy cookies. They're very good. They have them at Costco. <laughs> I need to get some. I never even heard of them. The, the more you know, you never know. <laughs> So Jamie, I know that I introduced you and wow, your background is just so fascinating, which is why I think you and I connected so much when we first met. I want to say 2019 now, right? I think that's how long ago we met. It was before the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, while, right? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Why don't you tell us about your story? Your, I know that I told them a little bit about it, but like, I want to learn your trajectory. Baby Jamie, all the way to copywriter, conversion and designer Jamie. Okay, perfect. So I went to university in Oregon, and when I graduated, I didn't really know what I was going to do. I had studied opera (laughs) and worked at a wine bar and minored in French, minored in communication studies, like done all this really exciting, like liberal arts mix of things while I was at university. But I kind of had a decision to make between going to grad school for opera or going back to France, I had studied abroad there, and teaching English. I was really nervous about all the pressure of grad school. And so I chose to go to France. (laughs) So I went to France. I bummed around for a whole year and taught English in a high school, like in a formal setting. It wasn't that bummy, but it was very relaxed, very chill. And uh, I actually met my wife in France. She was teaching at a local school close to mine. And so that's how we met. And um, she's Costa Rican. And so with travel restrictions and everything, it's just kind of difficult for 
people from two different countries to come to the U.S. If one of them is a U.S. citizen, it's hard to make that work for a longer time without like jumping into a marriage right away (laughs) or doing something else that's just wild, right? And so (laughs) it was much easier for me to move to Costa Rica. And in Costa Rica, I kept teaching English and I just kept feeling like I wanted more. I had always loved grammar. I loved language. I moved to Costa Rica and learned Spanish in a couple of years, which was so fun. But I knew that there was something else that I was supposed to be doing that I just hadn't quite hit on yet. Once I started to build my business online, first as an English teacher and then eventually as a virtual assistant and then moving into copywriter, it took me a couple of years to move into calling myself copywriter. But once I was there, I just like felt like the whole world opened up to me. I mean, the internet is this beautiful, expansive place and there are so many beautiful people to work with. Just something really special about crafting someone else's story or helping them tell their story. And when I was working with you, that was something that was so special too, of first being able to write a few sales pages for you and then writing your website. It was just like getting to tell this really important story that you didn't know how to put into words and that I obviously struggled to put into words in some ways <laughs> because we come from you know different backgrounds. But finding that common ground, being able to find a way to tell those stories is really important to me. I love that, Jamie, because something that we chat about a lot in this podcast is stories and trajectories of how you've been here today. Because the internet is such a beautiful place where you can learn so much, but it's also dangerous in the sense that a lot of us are so caught up on showing just the good pieces of our lives that when people come across our pages and come across our businesses or just get to know us, they think that that's what our lives are like. And we literally come out of the womb and we already knew that this is what we wanted to do. There's just so many paths that cross each other. And then even sometimes we take step backwards so that we can then find that thing. So I love that you are are giving us that inside scoop of how you became a copywriter. And yes, you're absolutely right. I did struggle for a long time to tell my story. And it's crazy because now that you helped me so much with my copy on my website, I get people all the time. Like I resonate with your story so much. That's exactly what I've been through. For so many years, I used to tell people the story and there was just not clicking because I just didn't know how to tell it. So I love that all of that, I'm sure all of your experiences have really helped for you to become such a strong copywriter for sure. I know that you mentioned with your copywriting business, you help entrepreneurs, which is how I introduced you. Why entrepreneurs? Because there's so many areas that you can go into with copywriting. How did you find that passion about helping women in this space specifically? Yeah, with copywriting, there are a lot of different areas you can go into. I mean, I have copywriter friends who work with like software as a service companies, which I like tech, but not my thing. (laughs) I do not want (laughs) to write for ClickUp or Google or, you know, I don't want to write for those companies. They don't need more help. Entrepreneurs, however, like you, coming from these incredible stories and they just don't know how to put it into words or they don't know how to communicate it properly in a way that really connects with their audience and empowers them to make an informed decision to either work with the person or not. That's why I really like working with entrepreneurs because everyone has such a rich history and such a beautiful story. Seeing like the joy in someone's eyes or hearing it through a Google Doc comment (laughs) is just like so thrilling to me. But it's just so exciting to help people who actually need the help and not be helping the Amazons and the ClickUps and the Googles and whatever companies that don't need another copywriter helping them. So. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for giving us that honest answer. I appreciate it. And then I know that you've been kind of like doing odd jobs here and there, kind of like to really just find out what it is that you want to do. How did you know that this was your thing? Like, how do you know, okay, this is it and this is what I'm going to take full time and make good money out of it? Like, how did you know it was time to do this full time? Yeah, 
When I first started building an online business, I thought, okay, I'll just be a virtual assistant. And I took a class on being a virtual assistant and I was good at that. But I found that the kind of odd virtual assistant jobs that I was getting the most were writing jobs. And I think it was just like one of those things where I was like scared to put the title on my Instagram page or like (laughs) put the title on my website, like copywriter. That felt like a very big, like official step. And I really didn't gain the confidence to do that until mid-2019. So I'd had my business about a year at that point. And yeah, I just kept doing these little jobs or side work pieces that were creating lead magnets for people, like doing the copy and design for that, or um, writing some email sequences. And, you know, I worked with some entrepreneurs who I really liked and some who I really didn't vibe with. And so (laughs) that was a really good period of figuring out who I actually want to work with and what kinds of people I want to work with. And it just took some time to get to the point where I was like, yeah, okay, I have the experience, I have the knowledge, I have the training to really call myself copywriter. Absolutely. I love that. And then, you know, now that you are an official copywriter, what do you think are some steps that people could potentially take to become one as well? Because this is a corporate position too. Like people actually work nine to five jobs as copywriters and essentially you're doing us very similar work, right? So I would love to know from you, like, what are the steps you think that somebody could potentially take to become a copywriter? I can't speak to the corporate part of it, right? But if you're wanting to be a freelance copywriter or build your own business as a copywriter, mindset-wise, you first have to say you are good enough to be a copywriter. Like, just call yourself that from the beginning. There are clients at all different price ranges who want all sorts of different kinds of experience. And that's something that I wish I had done sooner. (laughs) Just went for it and called myself copywriter and built the business right from the get-go that way. Second thing is to go and do some quality training on copywriting. Copy is not just putting words on the page or like wordsmithing, as sometimes people will say, you know, it's just like, oh, it's just like writing pretty words. It's really not that. There's like psychology to it. There's science to it. There's understanding of empathy and how to put that into marketing and like not trigger all these like pain points. There's a lot that goes into copy (laughs) beyond just words. Of course, from the word perspective, you need to be reading, you need to be writing a lot, but you also need to do some training in terms of learning how to write in a way that converts and that's ethical. A couple that I've taken that I really liked are um, Copy School from Copy Hackers. That was the first copy school or copy training that I took. I will say that they are more geared toward software as a service or like direct to consumer copywriting. So if you're wanting to write for entrepreneurs, That's a really good foundation, but then it's great to do a mentorship with another copywriter or Copywriter Club also has some like really great accelerator programs. So all of that to say, take some training if you can afford it. If you can't, read and write as much as possible and make sure to study pages that you like and pages that you don't like and figure out why that is for each one. Yeah. Wow. That's really helpful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Changing gears a little bit here. I would love to know, you know, we're talking about copywriting and the passion of it and the things that you should be doing to get there. But why do you think that that's even a business? Like, why do you think that copywriting is important? Mm, Okay. Great question. (laughs) I think this comes back to knowing that copy or understanding that copy is really a science and not just words, you know? You don't necessarily have to be a good writer to be a copywriter, (laughs) which I think is kind of a misconception. A lot of copywriters I know are like not necessarily good at grammar or like have a copy editor do all of that part for them. It's really about taking words from your ideal customers, which is called voice of customer research, 
So using that as a foundation and then assembling those words in a way that connects and empowers and converts other readers who are potential customers. So there's like a lot of like research and assembly. And I would say I probably spend like 60% of my project time with a blank Google Doc and then like 30% writing and then like another 10% editing. Like it's very much (laughs) the research and the assembly part is way more important than actual writing um, in the end, which sounds ludicrous because <laughs> writer is in the title. But it's true. It really is a research-based field. For entrepreneurs who are marketing, like there's nothing more powerful than words, right? There's nothing more powerful than the argument that's constructed through the copy to convert new customers. So why copy is important is that it's what makes you a marketer. <laughs> it's what helps you connect with the people that you need to the most. So mm-hmm. absolutely could not agree more. And I know that you write for entrepreneurs, side hustlers. I'm a side hustler myself. And the reason why I decided to bring this topic on here is because one, it can absolutely serve for people who want to do this as a side hustle, potentially even be full-time doing it, the importance of it. I know that you you do a lot of websites and sales copies and things like that, plus all the design. Can you tell us a little bit behind the scenes? Like, What are some things that everybody should have on their website when it comes to the design and the copy of it and why? So the first thing is you have to have a couple pages on a basic website. You need a homepage, an about page, a services page, and a contact page. Those are like the four basics, I would say. And it's really important that you focus on, A, what your ideal client is thinking when they come to your page. When they come to your page and say like, oh, I'm looking for a copywriter or a designer or (laughs) a virtual assistant, why did they decide to look for that person? So that's something you really need to address in your copy, especially on the homepage. And then I would say it's really important to focus on what the benefit is to them of working with you. It's really easy to get caught up in like the features of our services. For example, it's really easy for me to say like, I offer two weeks of Voxer support and not explain why that's important to the client. So I always try and say like X feature, so that benefit. I offer, for example, two weeks of Voxer support so that when you are implementing and you're having a little wobble and you're not like not sure how to put the copy on the page, you can send me a message and I'll be there to guide you, that kind of thing. So it's really about connecting whatever you're offering to what the benefit is for them and what the outcome is. To be honest, people are scanners, right? <laughs> the words are important, but people want to know what is the reason to hire you or to work with you and why that benefits them much more than what it is. (laughs) The outcome is way more important. That's awesome. Thank you so much for explaining that to us, Jamie. And then I briefly heard when you were talking earlier about VOC or voice of customer, when it comes to the research piece and how you spend almost 70% of your time just doing that. Tell us what that is, because I'm so curious. I've never even heard of it before and I've seen it on your page and I've always been so curious. Like, I wonder what that is. Like, tell us what it is and why it's so important to spend so much time of your research phase on that particular piece. VOC stands for voice of customer. It's basically a fancy schmancy term for feedback or testimonials. And you can use this as like market research before you launch something or take the feedback that you've already gotten from a service or a product that you've put out and use that to improve the copy that you have. So I do voice of customer research for every project that I do. Like for example, with your website, I just took your testimonials. That was the VOC research. (laughs) That was all that I needed. A lot of entrepreneurs miss the opportunity that they could be having to use their feedback to improve their copy. You know, a lot of times we ask for testimonials and we ask a lot of questions that kind of 
lead the client to say really wonderful, generous things about us, but don't necessarily ask for critical feedback and don't necessarily ask for information about like every step of their journey. It's very easy to focus on, again, what the outcome was for them. Like now they're great and everything's wonderful, right? It's harder to ask those questions about like, you know, how were you feeling before you found a virtual assistant or a copywriter or a designer or whoever, or a career coach, for example. And so... Voice of Customer Research focuses on asking about every point in the journey and making sure that we have a holistic view of what people were feeling before and during and after and how that benefits them. And then we take those words and apply them to the copy, either through the actual words that people use and using like phrases in the copy that will speak to potential customers or by using that as just kind of like a holistic view and then applying it to the copy. Mm, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And now it makes me curious to ask you, like, what are some of those questions that we could ask some of our clients to understand the full journey? Because it's like what I was telling earlier, that we do such a good job at only presenting the highlights. And like, here's where I am, I'm fabulous and I'm thriving. And then we don't know really like what happened behind the scenes and how much struggle you went through to get to where you are today. So what are some of the questions that we could potentially utilize during this process to ensure that we're asking the right things and obtaining the correct information? Yeah, okay, great question. So one of my favorites is a really open-ended question that goes, what was or wasn't happening in, and then you apply a, you know, a situation like your life or your business or whatever relates to the service you're offering. So what was or wasn't happening in your life or business before hiring me to do X? and then insert whatever you did for them. I like to keep all the questions open-ended if possible. (laughs) Um, You know, now that I'm thinking about it, I've recently improved my VOC research form. So, and my feedback form. So you might not have answered these questions for me. So you're probably sitting there going like, what is this about? Send them again. I'm happy to answer it. Because it's great research for me too. Send it again. I'm I'm happy to do it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, any open-ended question of what was or wasn't happening or what is or isn't happening in your business now that you've had this. It's really about focusing on a really neutral question about whatever point in the process that you're thinking about. I think that a lot of feedback questions that get like passed around like on Instagram, for example, are really focused on a super positive review. And I know that the positive reviews make us all feel really good, (laughs) but it's not necessarily helpful for our copy. Yeah, no, those are great points. And I think that slowly but surely, we are certainly moving towards the era where people appreciate more how relatable things can be when you show them the not such positive pieces. For example, like I just posted a TikTok about how I was rejected four times at Google before I got a, an offer. Some people would have said, girl, I would have just given up on the second piece. And I was about to, like, there's actually a video of me that I, it took me a lot of courage to post, but I did where I'm like literally sitting in the toilet in my house, crying my eyes out because I received the fourth rejection. And I was like, this is it. I'm not getting in. I should just give up. And I'm crying tears, like so badly because I was so disappointed at the fact that I put so much time and effort and energy into these applications. And I really just did everything I was supposed to do. And hello, I'm a career coach. So how come I can't get this job? And people just relate to that more than me just showing up and say, Hey, I got hired at Google, which is like very impactful too. But people just think that it's like, oh, you know, some people unfortunately have told me that I was a diversity hire, which is like so offensive and so messed up. Or that is because, you know, it was at the perfect time or somebody gave me a referral. Like just taking away all of 
the validity that I had of like how much work mentally I had to do on myself to be able to really put myself forward and say, I'm going to apply one fifth and last time. And those things are impactful. So I can absolutely see and agree with you where that can really come in to help you a lot with your research, your copy. And then I feel, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, Jamie, but I feel like when you can relate to people, you tend to gravitate towards them more. It's like, this person gets me. Like, I can relate to them. Like, listen, you ha- wrote a few pieces in my website where, because you know Spanish, you wrote them in Spanish. And I was like, oh my God, that is such a great touch because that she gets me like that's part of me and sometimes because I'm in this corporate environment sometimes I forget that I have that identity and that I'm supposed to use it by myself I probably wouldn't have never utilized that on my website because I felt self-conscious of people thinking less of me because I speak Spanish that the fact that you did that on my behalf just really melted my heart and I was like I'm so glad she did that because I probably wouldn't have done it on my own but I just wanted to kind of close that out because I can see the importance of it as a side hustler and and business owner myself. And then I know that you're currently working on something super special that you're going to be launching very soon. I would love to hear from you what it is and tell us all the details because I want to know. Yeah. Well, before I launch into that, I just want to say that, Adiana, your story is super inspiring. I don't follow you on TikTok. I try not to follow anyone on TikTok or look at TikTok because it's (laughs) just a time suck for me. Um, I can really get focused and be there for hours. So (laughs) I try and ignore it as much as possible. But I had no idea that you applied to Google five times. That's amazing. Yeah. F the people who say that you are a diversity hire are trying to invalidate all of your hard work because you work incredibly hard and you have done so much in your life to get to that position. So thank you. For anyone listening, I'm rolling my eyes at that. That's ridiculous. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's the world of, of the internet. It's like a wonderful place, but it's that little like black hole of people that are just so miserable with their own lives that this is just how they come out and like tell us these crazy things. But, you know, they just make us stronger, right? Because it's like, you know what? Jokes on you because I know for a fact that I was not a diversity hire. And what if I was? So what? That still doesn't take away the fact that I am talented and that I know what I'm doing and that they, Google, recognize that I'm a smart enough person to work with these awesome people. So, you know, it's just like, makes us stronger. And those people are just always going to get stuck where they are because that's how they see the world, right? Like, in this negative light. So, well, yeah. Yeah. And I've struggled too to be more open about who I am in some ways. For a long time, I didn't mention my wife, my now wife, but my then girlfriend on social media at all. I was just like, what are you talking about? (laughs) I'm an asexual being who does not exist. (laughs) Um, There is no relationship. There's nothing. And once I was willing to make that pivot and be more open about my values and about, you know, about my relationship and, and all of that, it was really inspiring to see the different kinds of clients I reached. I've had quite a few clients who have hired me and then said, you know, I wanted to work with you because you support for your client gift that you do a donation to a BIPOC or LGBTQ organization, or I wanted to work with you because you're queer and I'm queer or because you're plus size and I'm plus size. You know, I think there's some resonance there that is really important for people to to recognize, especially, you know, when you're starting an online business, it's so, so vulnerable. <laughs> you know, it's so hard to show up and be who you are fully, whether you're Latino or whether you're queer or whether you're plus size or, or anything, you know? And that's why I put the Spanish on your website in your web copy. <laughs> it was like, Diana needs to own this. Go for it. <laughs> so anyway, 
There was my soapbox. <laughs> You're giving me all the feels. I feel like all these goosebumps just going from the top of my head. So I totally connect with you. And I'm so happy that you decided to just be vulnerable and show that piece of you because it makes you extra special and it makes you you and unique. And I love Rocio. I love when you show her on your stories. And I was like, oh, yes. And plus, you know, she's from Costa Rica. So yay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now I'll tell you about the thing. <laughs> yes, please do. Please do. Please don't. Be on that little bird walk. <laughs> um, yeah. So. I have been working with clients, you know, doing fully client work for the entirety of my business up until the past month or so, or the past couple months. I did a soft launch of a digital product, which I am super excited about. It's called the Sales Page Success Template Bundle. A lot of entrepreneurs can't hire out a sales page, especially when they're just starting because it's very expensive to work with a copywriter, you know, either through a day rate, which is, you know, just quick and sometimes not as in depth, or, you know, a full, sales launch project can be, you know, in the 5k, 10k, 20k range, depending on the type of project and the type of funnel. So I wanted to create something that was a little more accessible. I've taken my copywriting process for a sales page and focused on the ethical empathy side of it, which is super important to me in my copy and laid out a copy bank, copy template for that. Includes Voxer hours every week, which is super exciting. Someone Voxered me for the first time after buying my product just last week. So it was very, very sweet. So cute. Yeah. And then it also includes a design template on Show It. I think sometimes people either buy a copy template and then write the copy and don't know what to do with the design or just like kind of throw it on a web page and say like, it's good enough, right? The copy is what does the work. And that's not untrue, but you also don't want it to be an eyesore. You know, it's very exciting. You know, now that we've learned so many amazing tips on how to write copy, how to become a copywriter, your trajectory and why it's so important to be vulnerable in social media and to create your business, as well as how important it is to have voice of customer research to do really strong copy. Something that I like to always close the show with is if you could talk to baby JV, why would you tell her and why? Oh, such a good question. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I would say... Don't be afraid to take the leap. I was so afraid, like I mentioned before, of showing up as who I was in my business. And before that, I was afraid of moving to France and I was afraid of coming out. And before that, I was afraid of choosing a major that, you know, wouldn't disappoint my parents. You know, (laughs) like there are so many moments in life where it's terrifying to make a choice. I think having made so many seemingly random choices and ending up where I am. <laughs> it's just nice to look back on like the last 10 years or so and say like, okay, every choice was for a reason. Everything happened the way it was supposed to happen. And just having that faith and knowing that it was scary in the moment, but it was okay to take the leap is is really important. So yeah, if I could talk to a younger version of myself, I would say, just go for it. Just take the leap. Nothing scary is going to happen or it's going to be scary, but really fun. (laughs) Yes, I love that. I'm sure that a lot of people will potentially take that advice for themselves as well. I love that. Thank you, Jamie. And then before we wrap it up, please tell us where we can find more about you and about your work and how can we connect with you? Yeah, so on Instagram and on the web, I am at jamieleecreative.com or jamieleecreative as my Instagram handle. I'm going to be that annoying person and spell it because my parents just a weird spelling for her name. <laughs> um, so it's J-A-I-M-I-E-L-E-E creative. 
Woohoo! Awesome. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much, Amy, for being so gracious and having us be the first podcast ever for you to be on. It's such a pleasure and we learned so much. So thank you so much for being so open about your business and what it is that you do to help others. I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Eliana. It was truly a pleasure. From effective networking to landing job offers, this is the podcast for action takers ready to be the best they can be without any fear. This is the Careers in Review podcast. Make sure to never miss an episode of Careers in Review. Subscribe to our podcast newsletter. You will receive exclusive information about upcoming shows, transcripts, and information about our guests. For all resources mentioned, show notes, transcriptions, and more details regarding topics discussed in today's show, please visit the Careers in Review website, www.careersinreview.com slash podcast. You can also follow Careers in Review on all socials for more exclusive video content. Thank you for listening.